and welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And my girlfriend Meryl. Hi. And since Meryl is our special guest uh, this time here because uh, this time this, this episode is a very special one because we are here now together uh, talking live on, on our coffee table because usually we, we talk, we We, we do our podcast through Skype because I live uh, overboard, I travel a lot and my mother lives in Finland and so we cannot really every weekend come together in the same room to discuss about movies but this time we, we happen to travel to Finland so we managed to actually sit down together and watch a movie together and then now have the opportunity to actually talk about it. So... On this uh, episode, we chose to, talk, to watch and talk about Spike Jones' 2009 movie, Where the Wild Things Are. And uh, this, mo this story is originally a children's book uh, by Maurice Sendak. And it's what, what is, in my, in my opinion, the extraordinary of this film is the fact that Maurice Sendak's Sinner Book, which I loved when I was children, I remember uh, reading it. I remember the images very vividly. It was fantastic children's book. But it's extremely short. It's like 12 sentences, I think. The whole children's book. And, uh, and Spike Jones. uh co-wrote the movie and he actually managed to make a future length movie from a 12 sentence which is totally unbelievable I think yeah mm. and you want to tell a little bit about the story what the story is about uh, yeah yeah but I th see it maybe differently because I was impressed in some certain things. But okay, the, yeah, but like the, a, like the, the overall is, story, like yeah. what, what is this story There's about? a boy, 10 years or something, Max, who lives with his mother and sister, mm. and in a house, and a dog also there is, and he gets upset because uh, the sister and sister's friends are doing to him some uh, damage, and he gets upset and... Uh, Then he goes on a trip on a boat on the sea <laughs> and goes on uh, some place where there are all these wonderful yeah, creatures mm -hmm. and have uh, big adventures and so on and in the end he comes home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's basically this, the story. There, there, you there cannot even spoil like the children's book itself. It's, you cannot even spoil it. It's... That is a fairy yeah. tale, like whatever. It's basically there's Max who gets upset. He goes into this imaginary world with creatures. He in the book he gets bored and he comes back home. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole story. Yeah. But but Spike Jones managed to make a whole movie about it. Yeah. And and a fabulous movie. I think it's very funny, mm -hmm. extremely funny and enjoyable. Yeah, but he also went really in the depth of the story. Like he, it's like he um, he filled the story with a uh, with a lot of uh, philosophy and uh, yeah. psychology, actually. Exactly, psychology. like because the book is so thin, 
like like Maurice Sendak himself is a psychologist, and he it it is famously like he actually kind of incorporated a lot of psychological uh, levels of 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 looking at how it's basically him himself said that it's it's a study about how a young child deals with anger with yeah. these kind of anger emotions yeah, that's, that's what, what the story I, is about yeah. but it's a very simplified very abstract simplification of it told to a children in a book form and what what Spike Jones kind of managed to do in 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 the in the final movie in the future is to really expand all of that 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 layers of psychology into a very fast imaginary world. Mm. I, I'm really when I when I look at the movie, I'm really kind of thrown into the to the to the to the to the how would you, how would you say to the to the world building of of the story. I, I'm you can you can feel that it's a real world and it expands. Yeah, you believe in infinity. It. You know, I like believe in that. It. <laughs> And, and and that these these creatures have a history and they come from somewhere or something and it's a yeah there's there is he, he managed to create because he, he, he creates new things mm-hmm. there there's like new things that are not in the book which are with the characters in the creatures and he managed to um, he managed to kind of create multiple like uh, uh, new multiple levels of of things that that goes on into Max's emotions and minds. They each character they have their own uh, style of being, the, like like human beings. They all mm-hmm. have their disappointments yeah. and joys and angers and loves and things, and they have real normal names. That's the strangest thing. Yeah, yeah like like Douglas and Carol, Alexander and. Exactly. Carol. It's like it it points out uh, the humanity of the monsters, like that it's a human uh, representation of, um, like that each of us has these monsters inside us, and, and like kind of how I see it is like that it's like this panel of monsters, but they all represent a certain emotion mm-hmm. that lives inside one person, um, and each of us, you know, and uh, and it feels like in this story that some monsters gets more attention. Uh, so, so it's like the emotions that are more alive in the boy that that he kind of struggles with in his life, and as well, it's like very double layered because it also it doesn't only represent or reflects his own emotions, but then it also kind of reflects how he sees other people in his life. Yeah, they are like representations of other people, like as well in the same in the same time. Yeah, but all of it is in fact that boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, different it's parts universe. of yeah. yeah, it's his yeah. his his own being, yeah. Yeah. his emotions, and in the, in these characters, yeah, and we see it. Yeah, yeah. We see it in uh, in a fascinating way. Yeah, I, I love how 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 we kind of he, he he the movie really chose to create a psychological study. It's a very psychological. It's not a fairy tale movie. Like yeah. we have children movies and that are fairy tale. But this movie is a psychological children movie. Yeah. Which it is it's vastly different kind of approach to, to tell a children book. It's it's but, riddled with a study of emotions. Yes. But I see a, a fairy tale style in it in a way that when he goes on a little boat on the enormous mm. ocean and has an adventure and comes back with the boat and goes back. Yeah. That's kind of a fairy tale uh, package. Yeah. Uh, for me, it kind of feels uh, like uh, like a journey, 
like uh, like as he's having a trip, you know, and we are kind of looking inside um, this trip of this boy. We we kind mm-hmm. of it's like we we have the this uh, special ability to dive inside the the mind of the boy for yeah. a while, and uh, and through a fantasy story, um, we like uh, which represents actually like um, struggles that he goes through in that moment. We um, we discover like yeah what he's going through. It's like mm-hmm. it, it, I kind of can see it as as for example uh, the same thing as having a dream. Like as, as adults yeah. we still have a dream, yeah. but children they they are in fact like dreaming all the time in the sense that they are having so much fantasy and and uh, and expression that they are kind of expressing their emotions and struggles through the stories they make up and the yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Kind of so uh, I just want to say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> that when he has this 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 how I felt also in uh-huh. this that it's his one thing which led to his emotions for that yeah uh, that uh, thing what happened mm-hmm. and then he goes through it through this emotion mm-hmm. and he, the for me the fantastic thing here is that in the end he gets bored with it and yeah. comes yeah, yeah. home so he goes mm-hmm. through that feeling gets bored with it and that's it and comes home yeah yeah, yeah. there's so much and gets yeah. his mother's admiration yeah there, it's, it's perfect yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, there's there's really a lot of things going on in the story I, I just want to add in the what you were saying about the dream thing and everything is that like also like indeed like how you, you talk about the dream is that in the just like I, how I felt in the book, that it, it he goes into this long journey in the island and with the creatures, but in the in the movie he spends like days and days and maybe weeks in the island, but in reality when he comes back home it's just been some hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still the same evening. It's it like a dream, been, yeah. like a dream and, that it can be a second. And he hasn't even, it, it, and it's very clear that he hasn't even like fallen asleep, and then it's a dream. It's really like we dip into his em- his emotional process mm-hmm. of how he's dealing of that situation. What what he because he he's running and he's full of this anger and these things, and then he's he's yeah he he we kind of just look like with the microscope kind of into it. It's amazing way this Pike Jones yeah. is uh, realized that. And and what in front of our eyes? Yeah, and in that sense, like what you were saying about the fairy tale aspect, is that I I kind of like because we, you you said that we go with the boat, but when we were watching it, I also like mentioned that actually like the boat sequence um, in the book it's it's re- it's drawn very nicely and more fairy tale, but in the film he chose to approach it in a very realistic look. All the whole the 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 filter of color in the movie and when he's in the in the boat it's a real ocean it's a real boat like we we kind of the transition into the imaginary world is not true like a magical gate like Narnia it, it there's very less that Narnia magical fairy tale you know fantasy effect it's very it's more for me surrealistic. I mean, that's a more psychological approach, you know. Uh, yeah. It's it's reality, but we yeah. go into another dimension of reality. We go into his mind level, you know, which is as big as our world, you know, like reality. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. It, I think it's very fascinating how he chose to make this film because what I what I also um, want to want to talk about or mention is that 
it doesn't look like a children's movie. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's all the colors are very harsh. Like all the creatures are very harsh and rough and big, and it's it also looks scary. And the, the DVD cover that we are looking, it's very pale. And and on the cover we have a depressed monster, mm-hmm. and there's very few like this happy, smiling, colorful. So like Alice in the Wonderland in these Tim Burton mm-hmm. movies Actually, or the, the general, Willy Wonka or... The general feel is, is for me also kind of tension. There's all the time tension yeah. and some kind of sinister feeling about it. Like Because the, it's, it's like the monsters, they represent really like uh, very dark emotions somehow. And, and, and it's like it's always on the edge for them to snap. It's like... They're really white. Yeah. It's, it's, they are really on the edge, like, and it's so hard to keep them mm-hmm. to keep them satisfied or happy, and and like the, the tiniest mistake or little thing that happens yeah. makes them break, and and you feel this tension all the time mm-hmm. as as an adult. So for me to watch the movie, it's not it's it's like I don't really feel like yeah seeing a happy fairy tale, but I feel kind of all the time this tension like whoa when is another monster gonna going to snap yeah. and what's gonna happen like mm-hmm. uh, because they are they, they also mm-hmm. feel somehow dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't uh, mean that it's a fairy tale thing. Like, <laughs> no. I just meant the structure. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is yeah. a fairy tale like a structure only. Fairy tales are psychological tales mm-hmm. in the end, like how Jung has told us. In many of his studies, but um, I, I, I'm very fascinated how it how because this was originally wanted to made by Disney into an animation movie, and then when Warner Brothers or what was the other Universal, they were trying to make it was first wanted to be made in animation. The whole movie was wanted to make animation, and then Spike Jones when he came to direct it, uh, and then he wrote, I think co-wrote it, like maybe rewrote it somehow, I don't know. He decided that he wants to do it live action, that it, it wouldn't be the same if, if it would be animation. And he decided to make this very rough, grounded movie of it's it. It's a very good choice, I think. Mm-hmm. And and they, I read that the Warner Brothers was very dis- dissatisfied with the end result, that it wasn't a more, uh, you know, colorful or happy and more childish for children. More pretending things. Yeah. This is real. Like, yeah, and it's scary. Like you said, there's this tension. And most of the movie, I, I felt it's more sad and depressing and kind of hard. There's, there's, there's some, in the moments, like in the beginning when he meets the creatures and they have this wild rumbus, so... I feel like they're so full of energy. And there are moments when you see it in the boy, you see it. His, mm-hmm. his way of acting... Is I thought uh, that his acting is not so terribly good. He's a child actor; it's hard. But I then, I, but I want to say yeah, it, yeah. Uh, to to say that then I realized that he is really meant to be like that. Spike yeah. Jones meant it, him to be like that. We see his face and mm-hmm. how he's happy when mm-hmm, yeah. somebody goes and kicks the house and yeah. jumps and. Uh, and makes really dangerous things, and then we see his face. Wow, this yeah. is it. So, he that is supposed to be like that. That he has this. It's meaningful. He's very energetic yeah. boy. He's, he's full of stuff and He's meant to be like uh, not a, uh, that kind of actor. He's meant to be the way he is there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was on 
only bothered with one thing <laughs> that this boy looks just like um, uh, Mats Mikkelsen. This really? Danish. That's so weird. Yeah, so, really? yeah. The cheekbones and the smile and everything is like young. And <laughs> I, I'm not so much into this Mikkelsen, so like it you. disturbed me. But, oh. <laughs> but that's just, just a chance. Okay. Chance happening. You don't Nothing. like Mikkelsen? I, I, I appreciate him. I respect okay. him and he's a good actor, but <laughs> he's not uh, exactly for me. Okay. Okay. Great. I have my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was only funny point. In fact, it's yeah, it's gathered from mo- many kinds of things. This it, enormous uh, strings in his hands. This Spike Jones has mm. here, and he deals with them. I think admirably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like what I was like, like I was saying that that Warner Brothers was very dis- dissatisfied with the with the end result because it wasn't as kind of a children movie that they wanted it to make because also like I feel like people want to see the children book as uh, this kind of very we want to present children with happy things and something you know colorful and things and that something to not confront them too much Mm. with certain things and Spike Jones himself said that this movie he didn't want to make necessarily a movie for children but about children mm-hmm. it's more about children so it, it is more an adult perspective uh, very more very adult let's say that it is for adults but it is an adult very very um, mature look at the, the children's journey you know it's not made by children it's um, um, it's made for adults to understand how uh, how it works in a child's universe. Yeah, you, you don't think it's f- that children would see the movie and yeah, kind yeah, of I'm understand sure. the, the I journey? Think, I think children can also really see the movie, but but uh, it's, for me it is really true that, like, and I mean, it's it's physical, you know, like the brain develops and changes, and when, and when you are adult, um, the brain structure is different as when you are a child. It's mm-hmm. like you are having many lives in one mm-hmm. life, and always being the same person, but but still having different lives. It's like how you said uh, before. It's like when when we enter the door and we haven't seen each other for a long time. Like it's nice to see the new middle, you know. Like it's uh, it's a it's a different one than the old middle, and mm. it's only some years ago. And, and the old one is gone. Yeah. yeah. Forever, never to reach, and that is devastating. Yeah. <laughs> even if the new one is even uh-huh. better or as good or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So sometimes I think uh, it's really good with this movie that adults are reminded uh, like how it works to be a child, so we we can understand the children better and why they have certain wild emotions and and, and reactions, mm-hmm. and that it's that it's not only because of. The child is like this, like because that's the boy. The boy also turned um, points it out in the movie. Like, well, it's not my fault. He says, like, yeah. which is like again double layered for me because it, it it involves so much. It involves like the behavior and the the situation in the house itself, like the behavior of the other uh, yeah. persons in his life, mm. um, how he feels in that life, and as well mm. his own struggles and emotions and his personality. Yeah. So. But to, to answer your question, so I think it's really also valuable to see for children, but I think that they will find other things in it mm, than yeah. adults. 
and this is very interesting. It would be interesting to have a child in this podcast and hear what he yeah. has to say about it, but I think it will be very different. I always, for example, like when I read the, this main children's story, I, I was always baffled about the ending. Mm. Because, like you said very nicely, that he comes home and he's appreciated. But like, his mother yeah, and, and in the book when he comes back from the from being sent to the, his room without supper and then he becomes, you know, imagining himself being the king of the creatures and then he gets bored and he comes back and he finds a warm glass of milk and supper and it's all still hot. And I they, think the like, they, there is no punishment for him. Yeah. You know, that's the point. And I always found that very weird because mm-hmm. I was expected that he's naughty, so he has to get punished. But it's a kind of a very real, real look at it, I think. Because, like in the movie, the mother is genuinely has been afraid that where is my child? And when he comes back, of course you are happy to see your child back. And it's not his fault in that sense, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just an emotional burst. But normally the mothers uh, or parents, they shout at the child and say, never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Disappear. But the interesting thing about all of these reactions, it doesn't matter what they are. Either they are angry or they are uh, upset. They are um, like emotionally unstable. Like, for example, indeed, like you never do that anymore or you punish. Uh, They can be very happy to see the the, the kid again. They can be very um, emotional and sad and crying. Mm. Um, Like all of these emotions, in the end, it's all the same thing. And that's also what the end points out. Like, because the end song is like all is love. And uh, this is exactly what it is. Like, what they are all striving to is, is, and what they are feeling is love, but they don't know how to express it. Mm. And if they don't get that love and they don't understand how to to speak to each other, all these emotions come up. Like the people, like persons, get angry or get get depressed or get lonely or get um, mm. get whatever. Like what all the monsters um, express is like mm. uh, the disability to to um, to show and to achieve as well in the same time mm. that the love. In the end, all is love. Like, and, mm. and so I think that's also the symbolism of the end. That either in the book there's like this hot meal still, and uh, and the glass of milk, and yeah. also like here even more expressive in the movie that he gets this really warm, touching hug, and I couldn't like resist to cry because I'm always yeah. like emotional. It was so strong that mm. feeling of love um, from both sides that it was that it was really a very strong conclusion for me yeah. of the movie. And I really like, like, I really, I want to go into that, like, I really love how um, it's it's a very weird movie and it can be very, because for me, I, when I first saw it, I, I didn't understand half of it when I saw it. I didn't really understand what the ca- certain characters meant and the certain elements and I still have, like, questions, a lot of questions. But every time I see the movie, I, I tend to go deeper and deeper level of understanding all the relations and elements and symbols together. And I, I really enjoy kind of uh, analyzing it more and more. And what I love about it is that it's not really abstract symbolism or weird. It's all there. It's all very clearly told with what it is. It's, yeah, it's very kind clear. of a simple story. It's a very simple story, but it might, might be maybe hard to really grasp all of the things, well, for me at least, but I think what what you were saying, like, all is love, is that, and with the ending and with all this, that actually the, all the answers are 
kind of told very clearly in the, in the book, like in the original book, it's the boredom. I think is what is really the answer in the end is that the kid, because he, he wants to be the king and control his emotions and control the beast. He wants to be the beast. He wants to, to rule in his beast kingdom. But then he, so to be angry, yeah. to be the angriest kid in the world. But then in the end, you find that you don't want to do it forever. At some point, you have to let go of that anger and those emotions. And what is left is love. You go back to love. You go back to being yourself. You know, yeah, love, that's, that's loving. Yeah. Because you don't want to, like all these creatures also, nobody wants to be this way. Because all the creatures are very sad and very... Yeah, it's very dark and very when he finds them it's it's a very depressing place no but they don't want to be and they want to have a king and in the movie it's really when the when the 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 dispute between Carol and Max the Carol kind of being one of the main creatures which is also a new thing that they made this 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 main creature or thing um when it really explodes in the end when Carol really gets totally berserk and angry and wants to eat Max and everything um, and Max is saved by this other creature they, the creature says kind of a similar thing what I said, kind of felt is that uh, what was it that it's he was kind of sad about Carol being so angry and everything That and Max says that it's not his fault mm-hmm. like he says that it's not my fault that I'm angry but then the, the female, the, the other woman girl says that, well, he just makes it harder mm-hmm. to be like that. And that w- if he would just, you know, let it go, then it would all be better, you know. Just stop being so angry. And so I feel like all, and that's really the answer. That's the point when Max decides I have to go. Because it's not, in the movie, it's not boredom, but it's the decision to let go. Mm-hmm. To just, mm-hmm. like, I'm, it's it's useless to 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 stay in this kind of conflicts. Just let's forget about it. All is love. Mm-hmm. Like but I said. think it's the same. Like when you really get bored of something, like yeah. like like you can, for example, sometimes like when you feel really emotional and you're inside that emotion, and you're really like, for example, you cannot sleep and you're like because you're in an emotion and you cannot let go of it because it's like mm-hmm. really nagging you and like oh like this emotion and you just keep on going and at a certain point you really get so tired and fed up with it that you're like oh screw this emotion Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore I just it's like you come to a limit for yourself like I cannot take more and then Mm -hmm. you fall asleep you know yeah Uh, and it's this is it like I mean letting go and being bored of something it's kind of the same thing yeah in, in its exactly symbolism, yeah you know like it's, yeah, yeah like i mean it's not really like you have letting go but you have many ways of letting go mm-hmm. and i think boredom is just one tool or one way to be able to let go or like even uh, an automatic reflex that you that's that one makes it's maybe the simplified version because in the book mm. the kid kind of reacts that way mm. is to let go by becoming bored mm. in the story and and in in the movie it's much more intellectual much more intellectual mature way of looking mm-hmm. where in as if the character actually makes a certain understanding yeah. of the situation and that's it's kind of just uh, adapt to that mm-hmm. yes so 
shall I tell what I how I experienced the movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I watched it alone first time after you told me about it, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So and said that it's a good movie, so I watched it. And uh, first of all, I saw the boy in the snow games at home making a snow castle to himself. And in the, the beginning, in, yeah. In, yes, in the beginning, and then the sister and the sister's friends, they smashed it, and he was having a thinking to have a great fun with them and a military, and that they appreciate his castle. So he was very disappointed, and that's how it started the whole thing. So he goes. So I understand that, and I'm I'm a, a Finnish person from Finland, so I know what is snow castle. And I was terrified in the beginning that the boy gets stu- suffocated under the snow. <laughs> yeah. That was for me the horrible shock. That mm. oh, that was already enough. Mm. And okay, he didn't luckily he didn't suffocate, and then he goes and uh, spoils his de- sister's room. Yeah. Goes and goes berserk in the sister's room and stomps everything. Pop, 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 and really wild thing, and uh, and then I realized that I mean I re- I realized that okay, this is what's happening in those countries where the government. Uh, yeah, straight away I went yeah. into that from that sister's room. I went to, to where the government. Takes on terrorists the houses and blows them up, even if there are other people also living and they have been dreaming about the house. They've been with great heart and effort building that house. I I know how it is, everybody knows how it is to build a house and with hopes and dreams. And then one day, somebody is suspected of terrorism, maybe, and not even proven, Mm. and they come and Smash the house to pieces. Mm. It's not anymore in a second. It destroys the person. Mm. So that's is. So I I felt like it's an immature way of dealing with problems, mm. even adult problems or children problems. It's an immature. And this movie tells me the story of that: how to deal with that mm. emotion, like. With, yeah. with my, what emotion exactly? Like the 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 that the disappointment that you are that something bad happens to you, really bad that you are attacked. Maybe the terrorist has killed you and the group or anything. Mm. Really criminal things. Mm. And then the government goes and reacts in that way that they mm. they break the family house. Mm. Of this peep, this one person, the whole family who is what? So, I'm I'm against terrorism, of course, but uh, what is that is a childish way of acting. It's an immature way of acting from Mm. a government. Mm. So it's kind of like Max as a child. Mm. It's approve. I approve of it from a child Mm. because he is not yet mature and dealing with those those feelings. But the government. This, mm. That should be the most highest educated thing in the country. Mm-hmm. No, shouldn't do that. Should do it in a different way. Deal with that. 
Yeah. So every government should see this film. Wow. So like, yeah. That well, in Finland, I don't know if they smash a house or whatever, <laughs> but there are countries who they do that yeah. carelessly. They, they, have, they have different ways of governments to like just the fact that they they have in their uh, system that instead of encouraging good behavior, they're always punishing the bad behavior, mm. and that already is like also for children. And in this movie, represented. That it's it's also like the reaction of the mother all the time. It's like the kid is doing something and actually he's asking for attention and love. That's mm. the only thing he wants and he's asking for. And if if he would if the mother would be able to give that to the boy, he would actually like be able to be himself. Like he's a wild thing, all, all right, but he wouldn't become emotionally like a, like a monster, you know? Because mm. that's the idea. But instead, the mother doesn't understand, and, he, and, and the child is getting wilder and wilder because he's not receiving anything, and, and he gets desperate. And when he gets desperate, then he's starting to have the bad behavior, so to say, which is like, I don't know if it's really bad, but I mean, he's, he's getting really like uh, troubled. He gets attention towards, in another way. Yeah, towards the mother, and the mother reacts on it. Not by by trying to understand the boy or trying to speak with him or, or like come to a conclusion of giving the boy love, but the first reaction, which is also like very instant, is that she gets angry as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when one gets angry and the other one gets angry, it multiplies. And, and that's what happens with those creatures there yeah. in the when they are doing those things on the island. Mm. Yeah. But what I want to add, kind of kind of say in, in details is that I, I really like about the psychology of the story is that in the book it's we actually never really see any adults in the book. You only see Max ramping, being totally wild, putting nails on the wall and being, you know, like really, really wild. And then he's punished as going to the room without supper because he's being wild. You know, like like a very basic thing, you know, but we never see really how what kind of adults they are or the parents and in the movie the because we can we can compare it like we could say like in a in another kind of movie we could make a very clear uh, defining character of the parents that they either behave bad towards the child or good towards the child depending and in this this movie we have this little moment with the mother that the mother really kind of goes berserk because she cannot handle it, uh, which I think is very realistic. Also, like you can see this many times, I think in families where yeah, yeah. mothers just lose it, you know, like the the child are just ah uh, impossible, you know. And but how what I like, what I just wanted to say that I like that in earlier, like throughout, I I feel like they it they make the mother not really be the 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 bad guy what i wanted to say is like that it's it's the, the focus is not on really the parenthood or the the house that there's something wrong in the house but it's really about a natural emotional uh process of what the kid is going through yeah and what and the then, mother is going through as well i mean yeah i think they are both like natural emotions it's just mm-hmm. an exploration of how these emotions work I yeah. don't think there is any judgment or anything yeah like exactly and I like that it's very universal mm-hmm. it, it because of that it, because it's not judgmental it makes it very universal 
it's very natural. Everybody can have these kind of feelings. Why can't you say it? And I like how you combine it with politics, world politics, is that, well, which actually makes perfect sense because in the, in the whole story, we are in an island, in a land with creatures, and we have a king and a kingdom and a king trying to, to manage. Yeah, and the king is surprised, surprised that the others keep him as a king. He's really yeah. surprised by himself. Yeah. And by lies. He's a politician. Yeah. Stereotypical politician. It's very funny in that sense. So, yeah, we are, we are talking about um, the Spike Jones where the wild things are. And um, what, I, what, what I also... Um, uh, have been very always like more and more when I see it I, I feel like I just like it more and more like I, I myself I love this movie and but what I found when when I saw it the first time what I and what I've been finding very interesting with this movie is that I remember I, I saw it with a couple of friends in in Finland in Oulu uh, many many years ago when it came out and when it came out on DVD and we were watching it, and I didn't really know anything about it before. I didn't realize the connection between the children's book and this book. I totally forgot about the children's book at that moment. And I saw it, and I, I didn't know what to expect, and I was actually very... To me, it was like a mystery, like, what is actually happening, you know? Because, like, like I said, it's, it's not really magi- magical. It's very realistic, and suddenly the kid is on the ocean, and then it's on the island, and is this supposed to be a different world, or... And I knew it immediately. Oh, it's in his head, of course. And I remember when I... But I was totally fixated on the movie. And then I was... And it was over. I, I loved it. I was totally fascinated about what this movie was about. And I wanted to think about it more and everything. And I and I was like, okay. And then all the rest... All like, And I then I heard all my friends talk. And everybody hated it. Nobody liked this movie. Everybody was, that was dumb and stupid and weird movie. And you also read in the, Lisa, in the library, you read in, this review that... Yeah, critics, that it's a complete uh, crap. Yeah, and... Really? Mm, that's why I had to defend it and send I send another critic which says, says the, yeah. why it's good. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and on, the, on EMDB, it doesn't have uh, such a... High, it's like a more yeah. average, good yeah. quality movie. It's not held as a acclaimed movie or anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the Rotten Tomatoes square or something, but I'm really fascinated about why people don't like it as much. Some don't get it at all. Yeah, and I understand that they don't get on the, the extract level of Max with the yeah. Like or just the emotions. It's again a very emotional reaction on the movie. It's like when you don't really understand something, or even like unconsciously you you dislike it because of you recognize certain emotions inside yourself and you want to block it. That your reaction is to 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 very emotional as well. Like screw this movie. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very easy to say that. It's kind of like. Because in some way, I think every movie that you see, it can mean something for you if you just uh, make the effort. Like even the dumbest movies sometimes 
can can give something if you that's want to. True. That's true. That's true. And that's what Jafar Panahi said. And And yeah. yeah, it's just your it's it's your attitude towards it that matters. And also, uh, Mark Cousins, I read said that. Uh, But I've been thinking always that mm-hmm. in different times I see the same movie in different way. And yeah. I can watch again and they have a different opinion about yeah. it. Yeah. So those people... Um, exactly. But indeed, it's, 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 it's a very unique movie. It's a very, it's a very weird movie in a way. It's, it, I think a lot of people, when they see it, I think they they expect to see a more traditional children movie, a fantasy movie like Narnia or something where it's more more easy, They're, easy they driven got used to it story and Disney yeah, and, and this bring this really represents a totally alternative way of representing a children's story and and journey and and it is it might be very weird journey because like we have been saying it's there's a lot of uh, depressive characters a lot of conflicting emotions because it is about that it's about conflicting emotions and scary things like he goes into the mouth of this creature yeah yeah stuff like that mm-hmm. and 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 they are really a kind of weird stuff in 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 the movie it's a weird movie in that sense and maybe that kind of puts people off and also that the story is kind of weird Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking, so I'm saying all oh, them weird, but I think mm-hmm. that it describes the movie in many ways. But I think in this, like when it it doesn't apply to the ac- expectation of the people, again, it's it's this is one thing that makes people emotional. When something happens and you didn't expect this to happen, and you actually expected something, something that you preferred, then 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 you get emotional about it. So it's easy to say like. Screw this! It's like, I mean, you're doing the dishes and you're not expecting that a plate will fall out of your hand, <laughs> and it falls out of your hand and it falls on the ground, and you can take it very personal because you're like, crap! Now this is broken and I have to clean it, and it will take me all this time, and I don't have time, and I just don't like to do dishes, and now this happens as well, <laughs> and my plate is broken, and I dislike uh, this because I I love this plate. It was my favorite plate. You know, and you just get same thing as happened in the movie that yeah. happened one feeling and he went yeah. through it. Same thing. Yeah, and, and you yeah. just hold on to that feeling and, and you get emotional. So you get mm. angry and it's like, oh, god damn, like this blade broke. You know? yeah. And it's kind of the same how people could react to the movie if they if they feel like it, it, it didn't apply to their expectation. Do you, do you, oh, or, if, or, or either maybe that's they feel somehow like confronted with these depressive emotions and it's not a nice feeling, it's not a pleasant feeling, it's kind of so it could be either confronting or either or either like kind of bringing up this feeling that I didn't came to, to, to this, uh, like I didn't want to watch this movie to get this depressive <laughs> yeah. feelings on me, like yeah Exactly. Uh, do you do you think in that sense because it's really about how a child, co- it's it's really an exploration and study of a children's process. It, it, main character is a child, and we are we are going through his process. Do you think it can also represent like well you said it, ah, it, can, it can represent the government? Yeah, it can represent the government and an adult. That this mm-hmm. is exactly how an adult in a way like we could because all the creatures are very childish. 
that's the very significant thing like when we are looking at them doing stuff and how they like I, I really like watching every moment of the creatures when they are doing stuff is that they are reacting so childish about everything the way Max becomes a king they they believe every word he says and it's very childish and then mm. and like the how pile, little conflicts. the friendship pile that's the yeah. fa- fantastic part of it yeah when they sleep in a friendship pile yeah in in positive and negative they're very childish yeah very naive but can it be also viewed as that as an adult you can also like explore like your own emotional reactions and things. Exactly, I think that's what's also the movie kind of brings out mm-hmm. for everyone who sees it. Yeah. And in, in all these different levels, that's the whole interesting part of it, you know. I think it's like a micro, meso, macro, they say like this, they, they, they are in all these levels that it, yeah. it, it can be significant, like in a worldview, um, for the, in, in the, like, uh, as, as, as families, you know as well as an individual person which is adult and then as an individual person which, which is a child I think it can be for all levels like mm, yeah that it, 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 mm. that's why it's, it has a lot of depth because there is goes on also levels. there is a, uh, there are a lot of things that when you see it again like uh, like you said you can see it again and like it more and more in the beginning the most terrible thing he did in that was to break the heart of the sister yeah. he that got the friendship heart yeah. or love heart from somebody a pink one mm. so he broke it and you could see already then that he's a, uh, fr- yeah. uh, sorry for that but then later in the with the creatures he makes for Carol a heart with C in and then Carol mm-hmm. changes oh and runs after him to say goodbye. So it's kind of repetition of this uh, realization uh, of his I yeah exactly. I, I would love to do like a, just a podcast like actually just of every single moment of the film. Like yeah. I, I would love to talk <laughs> about every single character and emotion and everything. I, I love to just watch it over and over again to mm. to see that, but um, we don't have a whole podcast anymore but to talk uh, about those things. I would like to say something about this Pipe Jones. Yeah. Because I was very eager to see how he looks like. That he's, uh, when, now I saw him in mm. these tra- uh, trailers or what was it, Ad- bonus. So he's a, he's a very nice guy, looking guy, and uh, happy and a childish way, a childish guy, which is kept a doubt who has kept a childhood joy yeah. in him. It looks, it's wonderful. There, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, what stru- struck me when I read more about him mm-hmm. is that uh, his name, Spike Jones, is it's written Jones, but it's pronounced yeah. by Jones, Spike Jones. It's an, it's an, not his name. Oh, yeah? His name is Adam Spiegler. Mm. He's from a family, Spiegler family, and he's, uh, he's a lot in all kinds of uh, music things and skateboarding business and yeah. things and like that. Very nice, very yeah, youthful. Yeah. Keeps his name. So I don't know if you know all this, but I love this uh, when I heard it. Mm. So despite Jones, I heard a lot of ra- in the radio. Mm. There's a guy who was living in, uh, he was. 1911 he was born in 65 mm. called Spike Jones mm. another man oh. and he has made music his specialty was made to make music uh, parodies of music 
of any music, uh, classical, or all yeah. kinds made parodies, very funny with yeah. all kinds. It's yeah. funny to hear it on the radio, and I always yeah. when I hear it now, this, I remember uh, this Pike Jones with yeah. this Adam Spiegler. <laughs> and he got the name from him. Oh, yeah? But, yeah, he was really? in high school. I don't know if you heard all this already. No. But he was in high school in America, in, uh, and he went to work in a shop or something. Yeah. And the boss gave him this nickname, Spike Jones after Spike Jones. Yeah. Or this musician who makes the tattoo. So and so he kept the name. Mm. His boss started to call him this and uh, when he was yeah. a teenager or something. Nice. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a playful thing to do, to take yeah. just a nickname and, and be that. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the, well, the referment, the referation is also very playful. It's like taking uh, classical music and then make it into uh, some kind of childish variation. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah, he made it all his mm. life. That was his, his uh, profession, his uh, sp- original Spike Jones. Yeah. And his name even was Spike. He, his real life, his father mm. gave him name Spike mm. because he was like a spike. Yeah. <laughs> a thin stick. He, his form was like... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's often that, that creativity is, is coming from a source that is very much connected to, to, to child being, or childhood, or going back to your inner child, or refining, yeah. refining you as how you was as a child, or... These kind of things, they are like a very strong source of creativity. Or even watching children because they are, because they are so free, you know, in their expression. To, yeah. to use to your advantage something like that, and not like rejecting the childhood when you come adult, but use it, mm-hmm. use yeah. uh, and uh, to the advantage. Uh, like how I understood, I'm not. 100% sure about these things but Spike Jones did a lot of uh, music videos he yeah, started he, with music videos he's doing uh, yeah, yeah and then he started to do like future films and I think you can see a lot of that energy like that's that's what I f- really feel like that capsulates Spike Jones is that he has this really he's full of energy and he can really capture these emotions and energy and movement uh, in his films and, and especially this film it's uh, a staggering of how he can sh- how he can shoot Max and the the creatures with such a life. There's such a life force a, in the movie, and yeah. we were watching the special uh, features in the DVD afterwards. And there is a, in the documentary they they explain that that the Spike Jones asked that all the crew members brought their own child to the set, and the set uh, was full of children playing around. And doing stuff, and it was like a chaos, you know, of children everywhere. So that, and like the initial idea was that Max records. The, the actor is called Max Records. Uh, the, of the of the main of the main character of Max, he he wouldn't be so lonely, and it wouldn't be too serious. He didn't want the the film set to be serious. He wanted it to be full of the childish energy and this 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 fun and, and it, everything and mm. I I really feel like it transfers into the movie it's all from the beginning to end it's a, a run of energy of childish it, energy it's to me it looks like it's done with great intelligence yeah it needs a great intelligence to do that film mm-hmm. and to think that this Pike Jones made his first film was the adaptation no it was 
being John Malkovich. Uh, being John Malkovich, <laughs> and then adaptation. Yeah. He made adaptation, but uh, being John Malkovich, the same thing, uh, you know, as intelligent. They are top intelligent movies which you can enjoy. And her. Yeah, it yeah. Is one uh, of the but, highest. But I, I was amazed to see that his first was being John Malkovich. Yeah. By the way, we have done a podcast on yeah. that already. So mm-hmm. it's the same person. Yeah. I, it, it's again, it feels so weird. And the same people he's using, there was Chris Cooper from, that's why I yeah. said adaptation because uh, Chris Cooper yeah. is your favorite person in adaptation. Mm. It is, he's, uh, what the mm. character. So, <laughs> and uh, then Catherine Keener was the mother. Yeah. And that's in adaptation too. No, in being Jamalkovich also. Was it in Jamalkovich? I, I mix them up yeah. because they. I think adaptation because Ka- Charlie Kaufman, the the double ma- feature, mm-hmm. this um, what who was he? This Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. So <laughs> he is a is a twin. So yeah. the other one makes good uh, writing uh, scripts, scripts, yeah. and the other one is at home just and yeah. yeah. So when he comes home, he finds out that Catherine Keener has been there. Yeah. So I get a really that oh, Catherine Keener was there, and I was not. Yeah. It's in the film. So Catherine Keener is yeah. acting as a mother. Yeah, and also Catherine Keener acted a, in a Charlie Kaufman movie in the Synodotes New York, the wife of Philip Seymour yes, Hoffman. Yes, he's uh, doing. So it's a lot of it. Kaufman and gets actor. along with these actors very well in the same mm. level of thinking. Yeah, that's what I want to say in the end. And then we we had other uh, actors of Paul Dano and yeah. Forrest Whitaker and all these amazing actors who are playing the creatures and James you know, Gandolfini and James Gandolfini well, who, who was is, he the Carol oh. he was the main creature Carol oh, yeah. and he and he's fantastic he's he's already a great actor he's fantastic. But I think his work as the Carol is did, fundamental. Did they actually dress those uh, dresses yeah. for the monsters themselves? And no. they would so how how did it did uh, is that the uh, first of all, like the the costumes of the creatures are made by Jim Henson Company that made the Muppets and Labyrinth. Uh, it's a famous creature uh-huh. uh, making company yes, of the Muppets you know yeah, the Muppets yeah, yeah. and everything they, they make all kind of great costumes for and, and creatures for movies and they made it for this and they are, they, they are real costumes real big and they are with these actors inside and originally it was the idea was that they had these big heads that come in and they had total fully robotic animated facial expressions yeah. so the eyes can move and the jaws can move and stuff but then they they tried them on and the actors couldn't walk a straight line and they were tumbling over and they just couldn't handle the head mm. so what they what they man, what they had to do is that is uh, interesting yeah. <laughs> they couldn't handle the head <laughs> <laughs> that is huge huge yes <laughs> and in the end what they had to do is to this is this um, is implant to to take away the head the Mm. the face and so and then afterwards when they're acting so they don't have a face and then when they're acting out everything they have to 
in the post-production they have to uh, insert a digital face. Oh. So all the faces you saw of the creatures are made by computer. Oh, this CGI. I didn't know. This is a revelation. Isn't it? And, but it was so real. Yeah, exactly. And that's... that <laughs> I I still found so amazing to see the movie that it's so well done. I, mm. It's one of the best special effects mm. I've seen. And now, now I start to see a little bit of fakery, but you didn't see. And no. I think you didn't, maybe, but... I, I I started to kind of look at it, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's. But I'm I cannot understand how how the light lighting yeah. is so real in those faces. Very masterly done, and and the animation and everything. So so that so so mo- most of the time, Max the actor is actually acting against a blank face creature that doesn't have a facial expression or anything. So it was very hard for the actor to actually. Look at them and understand. You but know. did Spike Jones help him? Probably yes, and no, no. and uh, I think um, and the way they were doing it is that the 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 people who were acting the suit is different than the voice actor. So the oh. voice was added later. So that's the my voice. And I liked when I was looking at EMDB the cast list. I liked that it was everybody was next to each other. So the voice acting and the stunt actor and the voice actor and the creature actor we're all together next to each other they are equal mm. you know because they were really together and professionals and then in the sound st- sound stage when they were recording the voice like James Gandolfini the Catherine Keener and Spike Jones were acting out the Max character so Max oh, wasn't so the, the voices were afterwards yeah and they they weren't they weren't acted with the boy they were acted either oh, with the director very complicated. or yeah. even more a frenzy file. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, is is there actually anything that you don't like about the movie? I, I said that it was about that. I thought first that the boy is not very good actor. Yeah, you don't like the boy. Yeah. No, no. I, it I, wasn't that good I actor. decided later after. After the second time, I saw that it's meant to be like that. Mm. He's a boy. Mm. It's meant to be a boy. Yeah. 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 So he's acting good as a boy. What What more can you ask for a boy? Yeah. Like I I don't like it when children are acting like adults. Like the the vampire girl in Letter White One in the American Chloe. Mm. Who Who was she? Chloe. Chloe Grace Moritz. She's acting very adult. You know, but she mm. fitted in that role. Mm. But I like that Max is very childish. Yeah. Do you have anything? <clears throat> I didn't talk about it. Criticism. No, I, 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 am trying to think about it. Like what is what I don't like about the movie, but I cannot come up with something. If I would come up with something, probably it's gonna be a detail or something. Like nitpicking of, of yeah. something. But you especially like the music, no? Yeah, yeah, I really love the music. Yeah, but this we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, it's one of your favorite soundtracks of all time. <laughs> yes, because I think it's um, it's very um, in some ways like um, yeah, it's 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 like also made by children, so it has this uh, exactly this this creativity again, like it kind of um, provokes. So then, uh, like uh, child energy and creativity, 
And for me, it, it always helps when I have like uh, any kind of moment where I feel more tired or, uh, or maybe I have like a more sensitive uh, moment or like more emotional or something because of uh, whatever reasons. Or, um, or I just need something to cheer me up, to, to kind of give a creative impulse. Um, I, I put on the, or Aaron puts on the, uh, the, <laughs> the records for me and I like the music. Um, and it really helps, it really gives me this little boost. Um, There's that same energy that, yeah. that goes through the film. And it's, yeah, it's it just, because it contains so much, it's kind of, uh, getting over certain emotions, but it's also that that provokes that that child again, and also my my own inner child, so to say. But mm. but then indeed also in certain levels like this creativity and, and something like that is like like come on, we'll just get through this, you know. Yeah, like the music goes on like very very much, uh, no mm. encouragingly yeah. all the way. Yeah, and and I I I just love the whole kind of technical aspect of, of the of the soundtrack of their album is it's made by Karen O and there was some other people in the in the in the, the like the other composer in the credits I don't remember who it was but in the album itself is credited as Karen O and the kids and it really is like Karen O herself composing or with the guitar and and, and other instruments like like leading the but then it's packed up full of kids singing and 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 giving these backup vocals, and it's filled up with with kids' voices, and it really kind of reminds me of like some kind of uh, singing circle where Karen O is like, you know, like in a kindergarten or somewhere. You know, you are like the adult is singing, and then the kids are playing along, and it really evokes this image of it. And I think when we were watching the documentary in the in the movie, that it's actually I think the the children that were in the crew at the set who are the singers in the album so mm -hmm. it really puts you into another kind of um, that they are the children from the movie uh, that that really sing in the background so they are actually all the time throughout the movie present mm -hmm. but they are not seen it but we hear them all the time so yeah. I think it's very beautiful it's really really nice full of heart so that that wasn't really that was hard because that wasn't a criticism <laughs> Yeah. But did you have a voice which you didn't like? I yeah, I'm trying to make it very quick, um, so we don't get it too too late. But I cannot really say a lot of. It's it's hard for me to say anything criticism. But for me, it's it's still a very interesting choice that the film looks very. It's a very wild angle, and it feels very. Wild, 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 Sometimes I feel like is it too realistic? Is it too, too, too grounded? And too, maybe it, it would have used some elevation of of some magical things. I don't know. It's a question for me, but uh, probably I, I I would want to let it be. 
I don't want to change anything. I love this uh, scenery uh, and yeah. the grounds, the Australian I, land. It's yeah. beautiful. I, I love to see the real world behind it. And it really just... I would think if it would make it more magical, then maybe then it would have been too easy to create the creatures. But now it's so real that I'm really baffled wh- how the creatures look. They feel so real and it's so good. Mm. So yeah, so at a very end talk like I I've, I I would have wanted to talk even more about it there's I I like I said I would have wanted to talk about every single scene every single one we didn't even get to really talk about the monsters at all but um, uh, I myself I would really recommend it for for everybody it's fabulous film and really don't listen to all the critics and everything and be an open no, mind about exactly. the film that's it to allow the, the, the movie to kind of go in and I think for me at least I needed to see it a couple of times to, to, to understand the first time it was like um, I didn't got very much to the depth of it straight off okay yeah. now the second time I saw it it, it kind of <clears throat> gave again a very different perspective and it's like Every time I see the movie, I discover something new in it. Mm. So it's like it's like allowing uh, it to to go like to to discover it to its depths. Yeah, mm. yeah, and exactly the same with me. It's a movie, and what is a better way for a movie that you can actually see it so many times again and again, and it can give you more and more mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. How many points would you give? Mm-hmm. That uh, is a problem, really, because I I think it is, uh, in fact, it is a five-star movie for me. But I think I gave it the last time I wrote it down. Yeah. Four. Maybe maybe now it came five. Yeah. It came. It's, it's, uh, grew on you. It grew on me, elevating itself. Going on, yeah, it, with the mm. multiple watching, mm. that you see. I even forget this Mad Mikkelsen business. Uh, what Mad Mikkelsen? Ah, business. yeah, that <laughs> he reminds me of Mikkelsen, <laughs> but that <laughs> is it's not his yeah. fault, it's not yeah. his fault or anything. It doesn't mean, yeah, people I, look like I don't know if, if anybody else ever sees that even. No, <laughs> 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 I think I. Uh, yeah, I want to give it 10 out of 10. I think it's a perfect movie for me. Well, it's the first time I hear this, no? I, maybe it's the first 10 out of 10 movie of, the, of our podcast wow. for me. But yeah. I, I, I could easily give it a 9, just because, yeah, because I'm very hard to get to 10, but it's just a personal movie also. Yeah, I, it really speaks to me. I, I love watching it, analyzing it every time more and more. I love that there is still more to discover in it, so it's a perfect movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for me too, I think it's... Uh, I, I like this kind of movies where you can really go into the depth, so it's uh, for me also... A, well, I'm not a movie critic anyway, so I'm, I'm indeed like uh, if it's kind of a personal message and it gives something more. So for me it's also a 10 to 10. And then... Uh, <clears throat> And it's really personal to me because since I saw that movie, I'm crazy about animal costumes. I'm just wanting to make animal costume for myself all this time. Yeah, like but I didn't nice. got to that. So some, mm. someday I still I still uh, hope to to so uh, 
to to have like uh, my own animal costume <laughs> and a different kinds or only one type and Aaron <laughs> as well and then uh, the children that we will have in the future they will all have their own animal costume as well and we can have these wild days together you know? so it's it is dream. actually because of Inspiring. this I I made this uh, bear costume for you yes No, yeah. I have actually made a bear. <laughs> no, no, it's officially mentioned yeah. in the podcast. And, and I came to the idea because of yeah. this movie. You gave me the idea and I did it and it was your yes. present. So I can so actually be Max this. as as much, like I can actually, I can do it also. If so. One thing more I really <laughs> love to say when we came to the... So, I really liked in this movie the co wolf costume of uh, Max mm -hmm. and that it got wet. Mm -hmm. few times there it got yeah. wet and I felt Very it. Dirty. I, I myself felt by watching it what it feels like a wet costume on you. I felt it. <laughs> and I liked the feeling. <laughs> kind of like the feeling. That it's, it's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, real. that's what I want to say. Yeah, mm -hmm. and to answer your questions, yes, uh, all can have a different costume. I think it's great. Different kinds, yeah. but you, I mean, a cupboard full of different kinds of costumes. Uh, yeah, cool, and then you For can you. choose however you feel like. Yeah. Each day. Yeah, yeah. that's the best. But I would be <laughs> already... Rabbit or a uh, wolf uh, or... A but I would be already very happy, I think, with some kind of... Uh, Wolfish, I think something like this. <laughs> but, but but the mind not, not can too, change. Not too doggy, uh, like like uh. like the costume that he had. I liked it because it was like it didn't really felt very doggish. It was more like wolf, and even with the, <laughs> with this ones, it was kind of catchy. yeah. I love the fiskers. The yeah. fiskers are perfect. These yeah. very hard metal fiskers that just point out. Very yeah, cool. and also the bird's hand when it he was ripped off and he had a stick. <laughs> That's marvelous. We could have one costume with the stick. <laughs> exactly. It was my favorite arm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. now we can wind up this yeah. podcast. That, that's thank it, it all went, the listeners. Yeah, it went over time a little bit, but I think it it was. Uh, worth it. But it's normal because you have an extra person here. Yeah, we have an extra person, so it's an extra <laughs> 10 minutes. We have uh, excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, thanks to uh, all the listeners. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and to be with us for this time. And um, uh, see you next time. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to PC Movie Club podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like for example a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother. The great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening team was composed by talented Spanish artist Javier Suarez, God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, who offers original music through his website betterwithmusic.com to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.